from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you ready? This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendes. This is Selena Gomez. Jersey Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My, my boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can see uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Thank you, Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Okay, don't even say a word, Dan Mori. Hello, by the way. Hey, how are you? So, Dan Mori drives me into work every morning. And Fancy. there's things that I, I still, I just don't understand mm-hmm. with Mori and the way he drives. And I know I'm getting a ride in, and I know I shouldn't complain, and I know I shouldn't be like the backseat driver. I know all this stuff, right? Well... To be clear and to put it out there, you do pay him. Thank you. So I think that I get a little bit of leeway here to offer some criticism. Yeah. It's not not like it's for free. You're you're paying the guy gas money once a month. So I'm not five stars? No. So Maury never signals. We always know that. Right. Okay. So he doesn't use a signal and he never checks his mirrors. And it's weird when you're in the car with somebody and you never see their eyes sort of move around and check their mirrors, right? <laughs> yeah. It never happens. It's sure. so, it's weird. You could steal all of Maury's mirrors and it would take him a week to realize. <laughs> like, like, guaranteed, guaranteed. Challenge accepted. Yeah, and so yesterday morning, we pull up to a four-way stop and like there's like a car, it's a little bit farther away, whatever, but like there's nobody else there. And I see Maury's hand move over to his turn signal, Yeah. right? His finger touches the turn signal and then he just quickly flicks his hand right off it and doesn't use it. Like, and then he makes his and then he makes his left turn. So he had his hand on the turn signal. You and were I, about and then, to use the signal. And then I watched him decide not to. Huh? Weird. And then Why? take his hand off it and then make the left turn. Why? Okay. Can I speak? Because remember, you said don't say anything. No, because I haven't even got to the real part of the story. Oh, yet. there's more. So there was that yesterday. Let me sit down. Okay. Let me tell you. I almost lost my mind this morning in the car. Okay. Because. Maury's the type of driver, it's snowing like crazy out and it's wet snow, so it might as well be rain. Like everything is soaking wet. Yeah. And Maury refuses to use his windshield wipers. What Maury does is, you know how you can do that one flick of the windshield wiper and have it go once? Yeah. That's all he does. So Maury lets the windshield fill up to the point of where you cannot see anything. Then he flicks it once, clears it off, and lets the entire windshield fill back up again. That's so weird. He refuses to just turn his wipers on. Why? Can, can I speak now? Yes. Wait, okay. is there anything else? No. Because remember, he said, no. don't, don't say anything. Yes. Right. So which part am I answering? That one, the wiper one. Explain okay, that. the wipers. It makes no sense. I, I just feel it gives me something to do. I feel like, you know, it's huh? like, if I keep doing it, it's like I'm doing the work, right? Like you're I'm in control. You're driving a vehicle. I know, but I'm in control of the of the wipers. I feel like if you're in an airplane, you have you're all those You're in control of the vehicle. You're doing something already. I know, but I want, like, the this knob no. is there. So, no. you know, use the knob. No. Like, for Maury, everything in the car is, like, safety third. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> and <laughs> uh, that needs to be a bumper sticker you know on this I mean? car, right? That's the best. Everything, like it's every, it's it's not. What can we do to get us? all there in the safest way possible. It's like he has all this other stuff and then it, you get to safety. Like the idea that you let the windshield and we had a car in front of us when we were getting off the gardener that was maybe within 20 feet, yeah. right? And brake lights are going and our windshield is so full of water and I can feel that Maury is not braking at this point. Yeah. And then so Maury flicks the windshield wiper to go once, realizes that it's brake lights and then starts braking, wow. right? Like it's really dangerous, really dangerous. Have we ever had an issue? Have we ever had an issue? We've, we've never, had plenty of issues. We've never had an oops. An oops. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the official term that the insurance company uses? <laughs> an oops. I just need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Have we ever had a noose? We got pulled over once because you didn't signal. That's not an oops. And I reminded Maury oh, of that. that I, and I reminded Maury of that the other day. And I said, hey, remember that time we got pulled over because you didn't signal? And he went, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Safety third. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. With Valentine's Day coming up tomorrow, Roz, oh. a topic on Reddit uh, in time for Valentine's Day took off. Okay. The question was asked specifically to waiters and waitresses. What Valentine's Day disasters have you witnessed? Oh, jeez. And it's like they That's all invasive. showed up. They all showed up to tell a story. That's invasive. What Valentine's Day disasters have you witnessed? Yeah. Here's from one post. Two failed marriage proposals on the same Valentine's Day. <laughs> the first one simply said, no, I can't do this, got up and walked out. Out. Wow. The second one stared like a deer frozen in the headlights <laughs> for an excruciating 30 seconds yeah. before muttering, quote, let's talk about this later. They stayed for the rest of their six-course Valentine's <laughs> no! Day special dinner, eating and making painful uh, small talk. Well, you pay for that Prick's Fix menu, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Another post reads, saw a couple having a full-on argument at a restaurant. I wasn't their server, but the table was directly in the center of the restaurant, and they were certainly loud enough for everyone to hear. My manager kindly asked them to leave, and the guy's response was to yell, quote, I've been wanting to do that for the past two years now, and stormed out. <laughs> A girl that I worked with went out to lunch on Valentine's Day at an expensive restaurant her boyfriend had gotten a reservation for. She got dressed up nice, was going on and on about how sure she was that he was going to propose. He broke up with her. Oh, on Valentine's Day. Oh. Harsh, right? Cold. Not really much of a disaster, but last year my work called me up and said, hey buddy, we know you're single. Can you come in and work an extra shift tonight? Oh, that happens. <laughs> I know people that's happened to. <laughs> oh, that's so cold, man. I know people so that's cold. To. Had a man and woman sharing a dessert and the man playfully put a bit of ice cream on her nose. She then did the same thing back to him. And he did it back one more time, but with a different flavor of ice cream. <laughs> she then flipped out on him because, quote, you know I like chocolate the most. Why would you waste it, you idiot? At the end, she stormed out because the man couldn't comprehend how much she was blowing up the situation. <laughs> yep. I walked up to a table and was about to drop off the bill, caught the end of the conversation where they said quote it's over the guy looked at me dead in the eye and 
said, split that check right now. <laughs> I got two more. Two more. These are from Reddit. Waiters and waitresses were asked, what Valentine's Day disasters uh, have you witnessed? All right? Yeah. A nice lady brought her kid in for dinner, got seated at a table next to her husband and his mistress. Oh, God. And there were a couple of these that I was reading in this thread where someone was showing up at, mainly guys yeah. were showing up at these restaurants with their side pieces. And I'm thinking for Valentine's who takes the Day. side piece out on Valentine's Day? A, who takes a side piece out on Valentine's Day? B, how do you explain to your significant other that you can't spend Valentine's Day with them? Like, do you just yeah. say like you got to work? Yeah, you blame like, it on your boss. Have to, right? Exactly. Like, this, this, that's the only way. Yeah. All right, and finally, what Valentine's Day disasters have you witnessed? Uh, this is from Reddit, asked to waiters and waitresses. A guy did a backflip and asked a girl to be his Valentine. She declined. I walked up to him and asked him if he was fine. He said it took him a week to perfect that backflip. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yeah. Hot potato, hot potato. We actually sang this song in our house last night. Oh, you did, huh? Yeah. My son Cruz still loves, loves the Wiggles. And uh, apparently Lil Nas X. Yeah, what the hell happened there? Lil Nas X loves the Wiggles. I assume he loves the Wiggles. Explain this to me, because I just saw a picture of Lil Nas X with the Wiggles. And what does that mean? So Lil Nas X sent out a tweet. Yeah. With a picture of him uh, along with the Wiggles. Okay. A picture of the Wiggles. And it said Lil Nas X and the Wiggles Rodeo Remix. Y'all ready? That's the question that he put out to all of his followers. And Lil Nas X, his new song Rodeo, sounds like this. <laughs> not Old Town Road. Ugh. You know what I mean? Ugh. It's not Old Town Road. That's an ugly song. Uh, regardless, fans yeah. started freaking out. And the Wiggles replied to the tweet and said, we have no idea what's going on, but this is the greatest. <laughs> and some of the replies from people said, y'all better come with that yummy, yummy fruit salad heat. Thank you. Someone else wrote, I would love to hear Lil Nas X remix to fruit salad. Yes. That was a bop. Yes. <laughs> Nothing but respect for my multicolored presidents. Read another tweet. <laughs> I'm a big Watch the Throne fan, but Jay and Kanye wouldn't be able to touch y'all. So if you did a collab album, another person tweeted and said, I'll retire right now if this happens. I'm 16. <laughs> People love the Wiggles, man. They really do. So uh, David Moore reached out to Blue Wiggle, Anthony to get his take on a Lil Nas X Wiggles collab and to find out if uh, what fans are freaking out about will actually come to be. And here's what Blue Wiggle Anthony said. I, you know, I think it's a joke, but it's really did post that he wants to 
now do a remix of legal songs. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't, I don't even know. I had to be told who he is because I'm way out of date. <laughs> um, but apparently he had a big number one hit with um, Miley Cyrus. No, no. Miley no. Cyrus's dad... Billy Ray Cyrus, oh. and it was called Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah, that's it. My daughter, Maria, said this is a big deal. And I got all these uh, people writing to me saying, wow, wow, wow. And I still don't know who the great man is, but if we do a collaboration, it's going to be something special. I, I wrote back and said, I'm ready, because I'm ready for anything. And all these celebs are writing and saying, oh, that's a great idea. I'm sure he's doing it as a joke, but if he's not, we're in. We're wow. in. Wow. So they're wow. in. They don't know who Lil Nas X is. It's a real curious thing when you're a fifty when you're a fifty year old children's entertainer, right? Because there's a huge gap in between your world. Oh, it's absolutely. like you're fifty, so you know what you know, but yet you entertain children, so you're only in that world. Yeah. So there are like there the thousands of artists that you would just not even know existed when you're fifty and a children's entertainer. So we may <laughs> at some point, if this really, really takes off, see a collab between Lil Nas X and the Wiggles. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. If you're planning a vacation with your family anytime soon and you plan on using Air Transat, please, 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 please take advantage of the Air Transat Kids Club because it is free for kids ages 2 to 11 and the advantages that you get are just incredible and they help make traveling with kids a hell of a lot easier. Some of the things that you get with Kids Club, a free seat selection for members on their round trip. There's a dedicated family check-in counter at the airports, which makes for a much speedier time uh, when you do have kids with you. Pre-boarding, even in economy class, that is like one of the luxuries that you you just don't get anywhere else. Yeah, what about priority baggage handling? What about stroller gate delivery service? Plus, right now, you can enter to win an exciting family vacation. Kids Club with Air Transat free. Kids 2 to 11 years of age. Visit airtransat.com to become a member right now. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me read you this headline. Hit me. Uh, Jennifer Lopez gives out uh, her phone numbers. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote, Numbers. quote, wow. yes, this really is my number. Yeah, right. Um, fresh off a record-setting performance at the Super Bowl, Lopez reached out to her fans yesterday, and she shared a phone number on Twitter, and she just simply said, text me, and the number is 305-690-0379. And then when you text her, you get a message back saying, uh, hi, my love, it's Jen. Yes, this really is my number and I'll be using it to stay in touch with you. Uh, click the link to add yourself to my contact so I can get back to you. So what this is, is a social media platform called Community. And I believe that Ashton Kutcher is in some way involved. And Community is... Um, something where celebrities can privately communicate with their fans as you would with tweets. So somebody mm. like Jennifer Lopez sends out her phone number yeah. and then fans text her. They get added to her contact list. Okay. So then, but that's millions. Okay, millions, yeah. So then when she has something to promote uh-huh. or wants to do a pre-sale or wants to do something else, she can directly 
text it out to all of those people in her contact list and they get it as a text. And if a fan has a question, they can write her via text and then she can reply to them or whoever can reply to them directly. So basically it's a social media platform, but only completely private. So all the conversations that she's having with people are private, although she can have those like a quote DM. unquote. Yeah. Although the, she can have those conversations as a group chat. So it would then be a group chat between Oh my God. Could you imagine a WhatsApp yeah. group chat with millions of people? Yeah. So that's what it then so that's what it then becomes. But it's a social media platform. And another social media But uh. the waiting list, apparently the waiting list uh, for community is like twenty thousand people deep. Really? Yeah. For like, the celebrities to use it or for, for the people to be added no, to the list? No, to, to sign up as a celebrity. 20, are there 20, even 20,000 yeah. celebrities well, because, out there? Because, I mean, everybody, everybody who thinks they're a celebrity wants this, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. And so everybody now wants on community. Yeah. And, uh, and, it's, and it's difficult. It's like this exclusive sort of club. That's why you see the people who have community are like Ashton Kutcher, Jennifer Lopez, the Jonas Brothers, like these sort of like upper Yo. level people. Wait till like we find out that like BTS has been requesting. Yeah, or, right? or like something. Fans alone. Yeah, yeah or, or something like that. But the great thing is, is that if it is BTS fans, mm. the great thing about community, what makes it, that makes it better for them than say Twitter is I don't come in in the morning where my entire timeline is filled with BTS stuff. Sure. You know what I mean? It's all done privately. So like what you mean it's not done. an actual phone number? No, it's not an actual phone phone number. number. And I don't know why why these headlines are saying that it's like, that it's a phone number. By the way, Um, when you call, this is what you get. Hey, it's Jen. I'm busy on the road right now, so just text me. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why I thought it was her real number. No, 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 no. So according to the New York Times, um, Community raised $35 million to help corporations, stars, and other high-profile clients manage direct messages with a mass audience. Mm. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of cool. But so I could finally have a text convo back and forth with The Rock, potentially? Because, yeah, because every now and then, and I don't remember who the star was, but there was somebody that tweeted, another a sort of like celebrity network television show star, where they were in a new city, and they had said something like, hey, I'm in Chicago, never been here before. Uh, let me know where I can go to get the best hot dog or whatever it was. And what they did was they left a phone number. Yeah. And they were like, text me. And so instead of, re- instead of replying on Twitter, fans were communicating with them via text on community. And then that's how it all, that's how it all starts. All right yeah. then. So Wait, go. so hold on. So like, is the celeb it's, on their phone it's reading not, them? It's not no. their number. It's no. not it's their not number. number. They have no, no idea. So they how have is she going to know what the best hot dog is? <laughs> okay. Somebody will let her know. It, Google. It's, it's just <laughs> like Twitter. Sometimes the stars do it. Sometimes they don't. It's, ju- it's a social media platform. Mind blown. There you go. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. The Oscar swag bag. Mm-hmm that I guess all the stars are going to be getting includes a brain sensor and a urine collection system. Why do you need a urine collection system? Don't you, isn't that a call to toilet? Don't you save it? No. Oh, Why would weird. you save it? You have to. For what? When you're in Hollywood? Yeah. You have to. Oh, to sell it? <laughs> I don't know, man. eBay, eBay purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. DNA, uh, cloning. I don't know what Elon Musk is doing out there. Okay, you he's know what I mean? Put it on one of them thousands of satellites he's shooting Listen, up to space. You mean to tell me that if you if you opened your DMs right now and there's a DM from Elon Musk that was like, Maury, quick, I need your pee. You wouldn't send Elon your pee? No, I totally would. Yes, of yeah, course. Exactly. Everybody would. I, I don't know what he needs context. it for. 
whatsoever. I would love Elon friggin' Musk. Something awesome's gonna happen with my pee, man. <laughs> uh, the uh, it includes a hydration infused water for twenty nine ninety nine. A posh amethyst bath bomb, $75, 150 gold plated cannabis vape pen, a brainware sensing meditation headband for $250. Uh, the bag's total value is $225,000 per person, which is up nearly $80,000 from last year. Other gifts include a romantic getaway to a Spanish lighthouse. Well, I hope, like, I'm assuming it's not on a specific date. Like, you're not going to show up at the lighthouse and everyone from the Oscars is also there. <laughs> hey, man, you never know. It may say, no, listen, that coupon, that voucher that they have, it may say on there, valid only from right. this date to this date. Let's you say if it's a, know. over the course of seven days, right? Yeah. Within that week, a bunch of those celebs could be there you if they know. decide to use it. Yeah. Could be there at the could same you, time. Could you show up? Brad Pitt's but, already, like, there. Yeah, everybody shows up. They all got their Viola P. What yeah. do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you don't get that DM from Elon Musk? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, did Billie Eilish shoot Screwface at uh, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig last night? I La- don't think she did. You don't I think s- she did? I saw the part that you're talking about. Yeah. I don't think she did. I her- think maybe she was like, huh? Like, kind of confused face? Yeah, but that's Screwface. But not, no, Screwface is different. Screwface is like, intentionally being mad disrespectful. No, I think that her face was, I think when I say screw face, people are saying she, the look on her face was, what the hell's going on? And then she wrinkled her face up, which is screw face. Oh, screw face for me is completely different. So, my Rudolph and Kristen Wiig um, ended their presentation last night when they were given out an award with like a sort of medley of songs and they cut to Billie Eilish and she just had this look of like, what the hell is even happening yeah. on her face? Now, a lot of people are saying that if you watch the video, a lot of people are saying that at that moment when she's caught on camera, she looks over at the monitor, which is playing the feed of the show and sees herself on camera yeah. and her screw face is a reaction to seeing herself on the big screen. Ah, Okay, although, that makes sense. Although though. that is a hypothesis because there's no guarantee that the that the timing worked out with the like all that other stuff, the like delay and everything. Th- no, there, there's no shot of her actually on the screen and her looking at the screen. So that's just speculation at this yeah. point. But it's so funny that that like one moment is one of the biggest moments of the award show last night on social media. Anyway, sure. In the real world, it's Parasite and everybody else who won and all that stuff. But whether or not Billie Eilish threw Screwface, no, to, it's like to my the look Rudolph on her face is like uh, watching the look on her face was okay, Boomer. To, yes, that's exactly right? yes. Yes, I was gonna say. <laughs> You know, like seeing your parents maybe a little bit drunk at a family party and like yeah. they're dancing embarrassingly in front of yeah, you. Yeah, that was or the... Or like your parents, like they're singing yes. and then you're like, what? Like, stop yes. it, y'all. That was the facial manifestation of OK Boomer. Yeah, big time. Is what we, big is time. What we <laughs> but anyway, they were funny though. But, I thought they were uh, funny. I thought they yeah, were hilarious. Yeah, um, I didn't, I wasn't up to see the Billie Eilish performance. Neither was I. Over the um, In Memoriam. What she sing, the Beatles? Is that what she did? 
Do we have that there? Come help him find this more. Hold on one second. Oh, here it is. was doing when she was going to be performing live. Right. They never announced. I honestly thought she was going to like debut the James Bond song. So a lot of people thought. But they'll hold on to that for next year when it gets nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. Sounds great. She's got a good voice. There you go. Billie Eilish at the Oscars last night. And Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Melly, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi, how's it going? Good. We have been waiting so long to talk to you about this situation. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay, so you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. I've been in a relationship for around eight years. We recently decided to switch things up to an open relationship with certain rules. Uh, you started to talk to another guy and really felt a connection with him. But after a few weeks of being in an open relationship, your boyfriend decided that he wanted to go back to being in a committed, closed relationship. The issue is now that you think that you have feelings for this other guy and you say as you can't stop thinking about him and that you don't know what to do. Uh, and it also doesn't help that your boyfriend is currently someone that you don't think you want to be with anymore. Wow. Okay, Melly, how old are you? I'm 24. Okay, so why did you decide to switch things up? We've been trying to make things work for so long, and it just we just were at a point where it's like, what do we do? And so I've, I've been cheated on before with him, and I just was scared that it would happen again, so we decided just to switch to the open so that it was kind of fair playing grounds. Right. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and I wanted to protect myself, so we just switched because there's just so much things that we're not happy with anymore. Um, so we just wanted to try that and see if it would work. So you guys have been together since when? Since you were, what, 16? Oh, since I was, like, in high school, yeah. So, like, yeah. 17, 18. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I'm going to assume, it's safe to assume, yeah. that you've fallen out of love with them. How long ago did those feelings disappear? <sighs> I don't know. Just like a buildup of things. I don't know how long. I can't even say. Yeah. I love him as a person. I just don't know if I'm in love with him anymore. Yeah, yeah. it could be that. You don't want to, you don't want to be with him anymore. Um, it, an open relationship in an unhealthy relationship is yeah. you're, you're just you're you're just prolonging the inevitable. Yeah. Um, it, the people who have successfully managed to do an open relationship, it doesn't come from a place of trying to save a broken union. You know what I mean? It's not. It, it's not time to. It's not time to spice things up. It comes from that. These are just what these two deeply committed people um, want. Whether it's a kink or whether it's a whatever, uh, that j it has to be a rock solid relationship if you're going to do open. Because if you're if you're trying to do open uh, to save a broken relationship, it's just never going to happen. You're just going to prolong yeah. the inevitable. That's all you're doing. Is neither of you have the guts to say I don't love you and I don't want to be with you. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much what it is. Are you still together because you, in your mind, you're like, well, I've invested eight years of my life. I can't yeah, break it I off like now. 
stop. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like you get to that point. Like, it's like, oh, like, I'm, like, 24, you know, like, I'm ready for, like, next steps. Not marriage, but, like, next steps in life. And it's like, oh, I spent all this time. What do I do now? Right. Yeah, but you're still young. Yeah, you're still only away. 24 years yeah. old. Yeah, fair enough. But right. it's just, it, I don't want to say it seems like a waste, but it just seems like so much devotion into one thing for so long. Right. I, I have to. It, it's so interesting that, Mocha, you brought up that point of like, because a lot of people do feel that way where they say, I've just invested so much time in all of this. Um, how any how investments work, okay, is, <laughs> is nobody who knows anything about investing would ever play by that rule. So if you yeah. have if you have all your money invested into something, right? If you invested $50,000 into something and that thing over the course of 4 years started to really tank and your investment in that thing was down to 15 grand, are you just going to say, "Well, you know what? I've invested all this time and money, so why not just wait until it's all gone?" <laughs> no. <laughs> you get the hell out. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. I think you need well, to have look at it like that, yeah. An open and honest conversation with your boyfriend yeah uh, tell yeah. him how you really feel and in my opinion Melly I think it's time for you to move on yeah and I think you know that too yeah I think I do too but I don't want this other guy playing a factor in the fact that like if I leave him I have that person I want to be able to constantly be on my own too so yeah but no one's saying um, that you have to go and be with that next person yeah. right yeah sure. I think you just need to get out of this current relationship that's making you so unhappy and, and focus on becoming happy again. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I yeah. agree. And don't do something <laughs> dumb like just immediately leave this guy and then go in and, no. and, and, and start living with your side piece. No. <laughs> take, some, take some time. Yeah, I know. Definitely take some time, for sure. All right. Sure. Just, yeah, just take some time. Thank you so much. But you're young. No, I, you're, you're, I love you guys. You're yeah. 24. You got it all figured out. I, oh, I don't know about that. No, nah, you do. I hope you're, I'm getting listen, there. <laughs> listen, you're, you're, you're 24 and you've already realized that you're in a terrible relationship that you need to get out of. So consider this yeah. to be your kick in the ass. Perfect. I will. <laughs> All right, Melly. Well, good luck, girl. Thank you so much. All right, All right, and when bro. you have that conversation face-to-face, don't do it over text or email. No, no. That would, no. Let's not do the, yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. And don't text him Thanks, today guys. being like, yo, we got to talk tonight. No, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. What about that cop who sued uh, Masai Ujiri? What's going on with that guy? That's happening again? Did you not see that? No. So the cop, I gotta find the story. So the remember when he got shoved? Yeah. Or when he shoved the cop, right? Yeah. So the Raptors... Uh, he didn't really shove. Uh, he hold, like tried to get... Hold on now. This cop is claiming permanent physical damage... From a shove? Yes. I'm what not kind even, of permanent I, I'm physical even, damage? I'm not even joking. Like the kind, oh, that, the, the kind where you can't work anymore. Oh, come on. I'm not even joking. Get out of here. I'm not even joking. Yeah, that all came down. You didn't see that? As a police officer, part of your job, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, there's... Yeah, you should be able to Heavy, take that. Uh, physical activity. Yes. Right? You should be able to run, run, uh, catch a bad guy, take somebody down. Yeah. Right? So this is. Defend yourself. This was in um, when they were playing Golden State, right? Yeah. And your jury came down, everybody's celebrating, and they wouldn't let him onto the court. 
because they didn't see his credentials that were clearly in his hand. Yeah. And then a cop got in his face and you Jerry bushed him. Yeah. Right? Like shoved him. I would have done the exact same thing. Okay, so listen to this. The suit claims Ujiri's actions were, quote, foreseeable based on what it cites as Ujiri's previous altercations involving similar circumstances. The Raptors, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, and the NBA were also named in the suit. They're all accused of failing to warn the plaintiff of Ujiri's, quote, violent predisposition and propensity for physical violence prior to his assault on Strickland. Let me read you this. The suit which seeks medical expenses, lost wages, and other damages also accuses uh, Ujiri of failing to, quote, provide adequate safety and security to the public and failing to post signs of warning of danger, including the danger of Masai Ujiri. Like he's supposed to be wearing a shirt that says I'm a dangerous man? <laughs> no, no. That the NBA should have warned all the officials involved and like, security hey, this involved. this guy who works for the Raptors. Is a loose cannon and he, and he may hit you. At some point, yo, get out, bro. Man, I'm not state, like you could sue and try to get money from anyone yes, for anything. Yes, for yes. a shove. You're a police officer. Yes, for a shove. I'm not, dude. It's crazy, man. man. It's not so. Yeah, so this guy's seeking like he wants. I think it's like seventy five grand or something like that. Oh, that get he wants. out of here, yeah, loser. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but yeah, I know it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So, and, and anybody who's seen that video, right? It's like. It's it's one two hundred pound man, you know, shoving another two hundred pound man about four inches. Yeah, if that, if that, like, come on, bro. Yeah, trying oh, to get that easy. Oh payout. yes, yeah, yes, SOB. pay up, please, pay up. Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Toronto Raptors president Masai Ujiri uh, calls the lawsuit against him uh, malicious. We'll get to uh, Masai's clip in just one second, but just to uh, refresh everybody, this all went down when they were playing Golden State right after they won, and Ujiri tried to get down onto the court, and he had his credentials in his hand. I believe that it was confirmed that he had his credentials in his hand, and a police officer tried to stop him, and Ujiri shoved him. Yeah. Right. And then it was a whole thing. And then it all got worked out within seconds. So prosecutors decided in October to not press criminal charges against you, Jerry. Uh, but Alan Strickland, the cop who was shoved, alleges that he incurred, quote, injury to his body, health, strength, activity and person. And that he continues to suffer from, quote, great mental, emotional, physical, psychological and nervous pain pain and suffering. From a he, also, he also alleges that the incident caused him quote, permanent disability and that he is experiencing quote, great anxiety, embarrassment, anger, loss of enjoyment of life, injury and reputation and severe emotional and physical distress in an amount to be determined at trial. So that is everything he's alleging uh, in his lawsuit. Sir. Um, in his lawsuit against uh, Masai Jerry, uh, and uh, this is Masai yesterday. Uh, it's malicious in a way, you know. Um, it's a, it, to me, it's uh, it's incredible that things uh, play out like that. I think something incredible was taken away from me, and um, I'll never forget it. That is one of the things that drives me to win another championship because I want to be able to celebrate a championship, you know, the right way. And this thing will be settled. The truth will come out. The, the truth will come out of this. And it's incredible that this malicious kind of claim. If I've been um, dismissed with um, uh, with the criminal uh, case, then I don't know what I, I, I really don't know what this means. Uh, for me, there is no case there, and uh, I look forward to whatever is coming. Hmm. 
Good on I'm you. with you, Masai. Yeah. Bring it on, basically. He could have just said that. Bring it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Paul Reiser was in town. Mad About You, Stranger Things, Kaminsky Method. Uh, season one finale of Mad About You was last night. I know Damon Moore loves that show, man. I used to love that show back in the day. I never I got into weird. that you one. Know? No. My, my, my parents used to love it. That's why. It was very much in their wheelhouse. They're around the same ages kind of thing. And It's so relatable now. Is it? I totally, yeah. I've never laughed so much watching a show than I do with this like, show. Relatable to you in which way? Just relatable in every scenario and relationships. <laughs> Heterosexual relationships. Yeah. Like who yeah. hasn't argued about why the cheese wasn't put away? Wow. I haven't. <laughs> not. Hands up. Everybody yeah, has not you. it. Minus you. <laughs> not it. <laughs> Have not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Have maybe not. it's just me. Well, that's the, the thing. Uh, Damon Mori uh, talked to Paul Reiser and tried to get some advice by giving him examples of things like who's argued about the cheese and right. uh, other scenarios that have we've heard millions of times on the Razamoka okay. show that have happened between Damon Mori and his husband Damon Matthew. Gotcha. Just to get Paul Reiser's kind of take on it. And then you can say, you know, did you? Oh, this first one, Mori asked him, said, "Hey, what do you think about?" Me not being allowed to use the master ensuite bathroom. Oh, true. That we all know that. Maury has role. to use the guest bathroom That's in the right. condo. And then you can say, you know, did you did you see a therapist? No, but I spoke to an actor, and this is what he told me. So go ahead. Okay. So in my house, I'm not allowed to use the the in suite bathroom. In-suite. I can only use the guest bathroom. So at three a.m., if I have to pee, I got to walk across the condo. Well, okay, let's go back. Why is that? Why? Why? Well, because he doesn't want my bare feet, you know, in the tub. He doesn't want my bare feet or my bare butt on the toilet. That's his bathroom. My bathroom's the guest bathroom. Okay, you got to get out of this marriage. That's no good. Really? I got I to gotta be honest. I'm a little troubled. I don't, I, now, what, uh, how about you have this year? I'll have next year. And by the way, really, you can't share a toilet? Because I know what's going on, but I know where that ass has been. So what are we, what are we kidding ourselves? <laughs> so Paul Reiser, after meeting Maury for That's like 60 true. seconds. Yeah, already knew where that ass has been. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one for you is no bare feet in the bed. Okay, I got to talk to Matthew. I don't think he's well. <laughs> this is this is not healthy. No bare feet in the bed. What the f- what? Uh, what? What is he? Is he like a germaphobe? <laughs> he's a moriaphobe. Yo. <laughs> He's afraid of you. Isn't it uncomfortable? That's like taking a bath with socks. Don't you? Do you like having socks on in bed? I mean, it is kind of like I feel like I'm still in the womb. Well, yeah, okay. So what would happen if you said, yeah, you know what? Tough. I like my uh, not wearing socks. What would he say? Go to the couch. And you'd say, and you should be able to say, you. No, I'm going to lie. <laughs> you go on a couch if you're that unhappy. Or get a bigger bed so it doesn't happen. You know, you can separate. But so far, I'm not, I, I, you know, I, I wish you only the best, but I'm a little worried about you too. <laughs> Paul Reiser knows, right? After just meeting Maury too. And of course, the uh, topic of Stranger Things came up because on the last season, we see Paul Reiser show up at the end. Right. I forgot about that. And it was just a tease. What is Paul Reiser's role? In the new season of Stranger Things. At the end of season three, Stranger Things, yes. we see you. Yes. So it's not really hiding much that I'm assuming you're back for season four. I'm assuming as much as you're assuming. I, th- I thought, well, they're not going to bring me in the last minute to look into the camera so beautifully and uh, dramatically unless they have a plan. I don't know what the plan is, but I'm hoping so. So I'll see it when it comes out. Uh-huh. If they call me, uh, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like, oh boy, they're up to their ears. Bring in Doctor Owens. What Doctor Owens does, I don't know. Demi Gorgons uh, in real life are they scary? Uh, Demi Moore 
is frightening. <laughs> Demi Gorgons, uh, yes, uh, but they're not really there. So you're actually running from space, and then they put it in. So that's the biggest acting you have to do is run down a hall, pretend you're run, you're scared. I'm going, but there's only a cameraman. Yeah, but picture a scary thing. And then when I saw it, I went, Joe, it's a good thing I'm running. That look at that, that's horrible. So you're actually running to nothing. <laughs> I like Paul Reiser. <laughs> I like him a lot. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Let's go, Raptors! Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, going for 16 in a row tonight in Brooklyn against the Nets. Longest win streak in the entire NBA. I looked it up. The second longest win streak in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's a streak of five straight games by number one in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks. Really, yeah? And then it goes Toronto Raptors, win streak at 15. Wow. It's incredible. And still, the league, especially in the States, they don't want to give us the respect that we deserve. (laughs) I watched ESPN's take on it yesterday with Stephen A. Smith. Again, still, but Stephen A. Smith has been known to crap on like everyone and everything. Yeah. Because he thinks he knows better. But the one thing in the entire discussion of the Toronto Raptors and this incredible win streak that they're on, nobody has made comparison to the one thing that popped out in my mind almost immediately, which is your Toronto Raptors are pretty much the Undertaker, and every game that they play is a WrestleMania. <laughs> Excuse me? The Undertaker from the WWE yeah. went on an incredible win streak at WrestleMania starting in 1991 when he beat Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Okay. With the Raptors going into tonight's game against Brooklyn with 15 straight wins. Yeah. If this were WrestleMania, yeah. Here's who the Raptors, <laughs> aka The Undertaker, okay, have beat so far. Okay. We already mentioned Jimmy Snuka. Okay. Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh yeah. The Giant Gonzalez. Okay. King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Diesel, yeah. Psycho Sid, yeah. Kane, yeah. Big Boss Man, right. Triple H, Ric Flair, A Train and Big Show in a triple threat match. Kane again. Yeah. Randy Orton, Mark Henry. That was win number 15. And then tonight, if they beat Brooklyn, when they beat Brooklyn, it'll be like when Undertaker beat Batista now, for I will, the title. I will say this I don't know if anybody had an easier 15 match run at WrestleMania than The Undertaker. Hey, man. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know just I mean? try, I'm just trying to sound like the guys talking about. Yes, to... <laughs> okay. Leave my Raptors alone. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Our good friend Scott McGilvery from HGTV will be at the home show tomorrow at the International Center out in Mississauga at noon. And, uh, man, we got lots to talk about. Happy Valentine's Day, hot stuff. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. You guys are so romantic. Listen, uh, when you got good hair like you. Oh, uh, well, there you go. Listen, I hope you guys are having a lot of showmance over there today. Hey, stop it. <laughs> so we get to spend actual Valentine's Day with you. You get to spend actual Valentine's Day weekend with Maury. Oh, yeah. Uh, things are going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the home show, you are there Saturday at noon this weekend at the uh, International Center. Uh, you can get tickets for that at thehomeshows.ca. Uh, when you show up to these things, because you have this whole thing where people, like they love watching you on television and they love what you do and they think you're hunky and when you get wet, women swoon. Like we know all that stuff, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but you also have have this whole other set of people who follow you because they think that you can help them make money. Yeah, so I think you nailed it with the last bit there. I mean, I've been a real estate investor for 20 years. Uh, we've talked about this before. You know, I, I just like seeing other people um, take advantage of some of the opportunities that are out there. And I've been helping people through the shows for, you know, 14 years now almost on HGTV with home renovation shows and real estate investing shows. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people have, have realized there's, you know, some really interesting and profitable ways to make money with real estate. So you go to, I go to the home show and, you know, we'll get like tons of people that are just like, what do I do next? Where do I buy? Uh, what type of property do I purchase? Where am I going to make money? How do I crunch the numbers? So yeah, the odd person is like, Hey, I'd like to take a picture with you, but for the most part, they want to know how to make money. Yeah. <laughs> how many times are you approached Scott McGilvery by people who are looking to you for money to invest with them on a property? Uh, it's probably one of like the most common things that people write in about. <laughs> really? or wow. People, and people are like, can I invest with you or can you invest in me? And, uh, you know, it's it's complicated. That's why we do the show, though. We do the show because, yes, I will invest with some of you. And, yes, I will help some people. You know, we're doing, uh, we got a brand new show coming out in the spring where we're doing more uh, vacation rental properties. And yeah. we've got lots of those episodes coming up. Uh, what are some of the rookie mistakes that people make or just some of the general mistakes that people make uh, that, that you've heard when it does come to sort of like real estate and investing and, and getting in and managing money? Well, first of all, you guys know I'm a huge fan of your show. Yeah. It's, the first thing I do when I get in the car is I listen to you guys. No matter how ridiculous the antics are, no matter what you guys are putting in your mouth or pinching yourselves with, like, <laughs> wow, you listen, listen. <laughs> I do listen. It's, you know what? You know what's funny is that it's really quite embarrassing when somebody says it back to you. Yeah, you know what completely. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but literally, I'm sitting there in the car. I'm like waiting for half an hour to find out what word has three double letters in a row, and I'm like, right. could I not be doing better things with my life? <laughs> like investing your money. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, so I'm listening to you guys, and I think, and I, I would be shocked if your fans were, were not aligned with this. One of the most frustrating things about your show is listening to Maury and hearing the things that he does, including some of his real estate, uh, you know, misadventures. And, you know, you talk about what is the biggest mistake people make when it comes to real estate or what's the biggest piece of advice I heard. Uh, Maury has a mortgage, which he is 
way off the mark in terms of he's doing the opposite of making money. Let's put it that way. Like, what does he have? Like a thirty-five-year mortgage? Is that what you signed, Maury? I was the last person to get a thirty-five-year mortgage. <laughs> you mean the last sucker? That's is Scott. That sounds to me like the kind of mortgage that you don't get at a bank, but you get in a van. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy in the parking lot. He's like, hey, come here. Check this out. I got some stuff in my trunk. I got some speakers. I no got, paperwork. I and, he, and he only gives you his first name only. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I think that, that you know, you really got to pay attention, whether you're, whether you're financially literate or not. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got to pay attention to the math and make sure that the numbers make sense. And, yeah. Yeah, but to be honest, you know, signing the 35-year mortgage isn't the worst part. It's the interest rate that, that's right. killer, right? Uh, hey, Scott McGilvery, before we wrap things up, um, is it true that you are now writing and recording music? Oh, wow. We're, we're Okay, well, yes. It is true. It yeah, is Scott true. McGilvery, the recording artist? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd take it that far. You, you guys know I've been a music guy for a long time, but yep. uh, yeah, a little more recently I've I've put some I've put some stuff down and, and there you know, there may be some news coming out in the next several weeks. So I'll let you guys know first. Okay. How about that? We would appreciate that. What kind of genre? Can you tell us that at least? Sexy. Yeah, sexy. How about that? <laughs> well, you, know, you know when you make your announcement, you're coming in on the Raza Mocha Show and you're going to perform for us live. Yeah, well, hey, man, I'm, I'm not afraid of that. I'll come in and see you guys. You guys are the first, you guys are the first place I announce anything anyway. I love so. that. Uh, the Home Show is happening uh, this weekend at the International Center in Mississauga. Thehomeshows.ca is where you get your tickets. And uh, Scott McGilvery, you're going to be there tomorrow at noon. And uh, damn it, Maury will be there Sunday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. if you want to go down and meet damn it, Maury. Scott McGilvery, you know we love you, brother. Thank you so much. Love you guys, too. We'll be listening. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Oprah Winfrey came to Gail King's defense. So this all started last week when Gail sat down with Lisa Leslie from the WNBA and was pressing her on Kobe Bryant's legacy and whether the 2003 uh, rape allegation against him should factor into how he's remembered. And she just sort of pushed. And then that clip alone was isolated from the interview and CBS posted just that exchange alone online and a lot of people were pissed off. And the reaction from Snoop was this. How dare you try to tarnish my and homeboy's reputation. Punk my Respect the family and back off. Before we come get you. Okay, and then so Oprah, Gail King's best friend, uh, does a tearful interview talking about how Gail is dealing with all this. She is not doing well because she has now death threats and has to now travel with security and um, she's feeling very much attacked. You know, Bill Cosby is is texting from is 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 tweeting, tweeting from jail, yeah. uh, and uh, she's not she's not doing well, and feels that um, she was put in a really terrible position because that interview had already ran. Mm-hmm. It was over, and in the context of the interview, everyone seemed fine, including Lisa Leslie, mm-hmm. and it was only because somebody at the network. Uh, put up that clip 
And that and, and I can see how people would obviously be very upset mm -hmm. if you thought that Gail was just trying to press to get, uh, you know, an answer from Lisa Leslie. But um, she 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 obviously all things pass. She will be. Okay. So Snoop then came out because he was the one who was initially accused of starting with the death threats or threats of violence. And then Snoop had this to say. I'm a nonviolent person. <laughs> what I look like wants some harm to come to a 70-year-old woman. I was raised way better than that. Uh -huh. I didn't want no harm to come to her and didn't threaten her. All I did was say, you out of pocket for what you're doing and we watching you. My. Let's go back to that first Snoop clip again. He didn't necessarily say we watching you. <laughs> How dare you try to tarnish my mother? Homeboy's reputation, punk my <laughs> respect the family and back off before we come get you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, bit different. You said something else, <laughs> sir. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, Snoop apologized to uh, Gail King, huh? Did he really? Yeah, yeah, because he said that he had a talk with his mama. No, yeah, his mama straightened him out. <laughs> I guess so. So here's the uh, uh, clip. Where is this from? Is he leaving a voicemail? Why does it sound so weird, Maury? From what's, his social media. What's that? It's from his social media. It's from what, Instagram or something yeah. like that? It if sounds you remember, super weird. Yeah. Uh, Snoop had issue with Gail oh, King and right. uh, her like just pressing, pressing, pressing during her interview. Um, with Lisa Leslie. With Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. And Snoop Dogg said this. How dare you try to tarnish my mother homeboy's reputation, punk my Respect the family and back off before we come get you. And then, so that was the threat before we come get you. And then Gail King started getting death threats. Yeah. And she, like Oprah was crying while describing how Gail King felt, which is a big deal. And then Snoop denied that he made threats. And now he, I guess, talked to his mama and he is releasing another video or he released another video to Gail King. So I would like to apologize to you publicly for the language that I used and calling you out of your name and just being disrespectful. I didn't mean for it to be like that. I was just expressing myself for a friend that wasn't here to defend himself. Um, a lot of people look up to me and they love me and they appreciate me, so I want to let them know that anytime you mess up, it's okay to fix it. It's okay to man up and say that you're wrong. I apologize. Hopefully we can sit down and talk. So there you go. I apologize. Hopefully we can sit down and talk. Man, Gail King don't want to talk to you, bro. <laughs> right? Don't sit down in front of Gail King. Yeah. She'll pull up your, <laughs> your Gail, record like Gail, and start questioning you about everything from your past. Gail, Gail King is like, she's really good at her job. Yeah, she is. You know, I just think back to when she was interviewing R. Kelly. Oh. You know, Robert. Yo, she made R. Kelly cry. <laughs> right? Stand up and cry. Yeah, yeah I know. Robert. Robert. <laughs> when she starts Robert. calling you by your government, <laughs> you know. Oh, Gail King got some stuff on you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Well. Oh, I didn't I thought you were still doing stuff over there. Nope. Oh, sorry. Hey, Mocha. Yep. You ready? Been ready. <laughs> Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha Show and KISS 92.5 News Break. I'm the coronavirus whistleblower, uh, Lee um, Wenliang has died. <gasps> Wuhan uh, Central Hospital confirms. So the Chinese state media uh, outlet reports that the 34-year-old doctor died from coronavirus in Wuhan Central Hospital. Uh, originally, they denied the report, saying that he was in critical condition. Um, police accused um, him of spreading false information after he tried to warn the public about the coronavirus in December. So 
he was, I guess, the whistleblower. Then police went at him. Then he died. Then they denied that he died. And now they've confirmed that he died. So, so take that. All the information that is coming out of China, you have to like take everything with skepticism. Yeah. There's just no way that everything is, is truthful. Uh, a flight carrying 176 Canadians from Wuhan stopped in Vancouver uh, en route to uh, CFB Trenton, which I believe they've landed just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, all, evacue- all evacuees will spend 14 days under quarantine on the military base, being monitored to see if they have contacted or contracted uh, the virus. More than 300 people have asked for Ottawa's help getting out of the city. Uh, Netflix has heard your complaints. They've listened and they've acted. You will now be able to turn off the autoplay feature and the feature that starts playing clips of the movie when you move your finger or your mouse over top oh, of the... Oh, finally! Over top of the thing. That am, was so annoying. Am I the only one that likes that? No, here's the when, thing. When, it, when I put my, my mount, when I put my thing yeah. over top of the, the other thing... and to it make it go? And it, and it doesn't play, yeah. I go like, move it away, and then I move it back, and then I move it away, and so I move it like back. So you like the autoplay feature? Yes. Oh. The only... I don't mind the autoplay feature if it starts playing the trailer. I hate the autoplay feature if I'm reading the description and the show or movie automatically starts playing. That doesn't happen. Yeah, it does. It told it's happened to me before. That doesn't happen. What, what, yes, bef- it does. Like, before you click on it, before like, like if you so hover, if I'm, if I'm hovering, yeah. and I'm like reading the description. Then you see in the background the movie starts playing. Oh, I've never seen that before. I hate it. Oh, I've never seen that. So before. I'm going to turn autoplay off. No, I Thank like you, that. I, I like that little preview. Thank I'm you all about that little preview. for listening to my angry DM. Uh, Friends reunion. The special is happening on HBO Max. What? No, it's yeah. not. Well, it's a, it's an unscripted sort of reunion. So I guess it's going uh. to be more like a stand-up show than... So like, they or, get together or, at the coffee shop and they talk about the show? Or panel discussion based uh, on boring. Friends. Uh, word is that each of the cast members will receive between three and four million dollars to appear on the special. There's no way Ross Geller is getting the same amount as Rachel Green. I said between three and oh, four sorry, million. Oh, sorry, you said between. You know Jennifer Aniston is getting the most. Absolutely. Right? And then you have to figure that Matthew Perry... Or no, you have to think that Matt LeBlanc is getting the second most. Yeah. Because he's had hit shows and every time something like this does come up, he's usually the big holdout. And Matthew Perry just joined Instagram yesterday. That's right, he did. So there you go with that. Uh, A judge has ruled that Kesha defamed Dr. Luke over the uh, Katy Perry rape allegations. So this is a big step back for Kesha in her fight with Dr. Luke. So a judge ruled yesterday that Kesha defamed uh, Dr. Luke in 2018 when she sent a text to Lady Gaga telling Gaga that Dr. Luke raped Katy Perry. Uh, Perry was deposed in in the case during which she denied the allegations. Quote, Kesha made a false statement to Lady Gaga about Dr. Luke, and it was defamatory. Uh, the judge also ordered Kesha to pay Dr. Luke $373,000 in interest for late payments on a $1.3 million that she already owed him for royalties. Uh, the judge then denied Kesha's claim to be released from her contract from Dr. Luke's record company. So a huge setback for uh, Katy Perry in that. Uh, Parasite won big at the Academy Awards last night. Everything else sort of fell. 
fell in line other than other than that one. Uh, Brad Pitt won, Joaquin Phoenix won, Laura Dern won, Renee Zellweger won. Laura Dern. So there were not a whole lot of surprises, um, yeah. but in a night where there was no host, the opening number with Janelle Monet was awesome. I thought that was I love great. That. Yeah. Uh, but with a night where there wasn't going to be many surprises, they managed to really shock everyone, and that was... Mm. When Eminem showed up and did Lose Yourself 17 years after it won the Academy Award for Best Song in a Feature Film. This is my life and these times are so hard. And it's getting even harder trying to feed the water my sea plus. See the corner corner between me and the father and the prima. Baby mama trauma screaming on a oh, team. So good. television because when they started they did a montage of all great songs from movies yeah and then they got to a clip of Eminem and they were just sort of playing this orchestral piece underneath it and I thought maybe at the last minute they didn't get the rights for it or something so they had to like oh, play their own kind of version yeah no it was just like this weird sort of drone and then yeah. it ended um, with a clip of uh, Burt Reynolds I think it was saying from one of his movies something along the lines of you only get one shot and then Eminem just came up out of the stage wow yeah like it was really it was really dope but so yeah so that song in 2003 won he didn't show up his writing partner accepted the Academy Award and in 2007 uh, Eminem explained why he missed that awards show I was sleeping that night and you were sleeping during the Oscars when you won an Oscar I just felt like I had no chance of winning like I thought that was for for actors you know, um, I wasn't sure what was what, like, you know, what certain awards meant. Right. I wasn't sure what they meant. But mm-hmm. this this particular award, I didn't go to the award show. I just felt like I had a, a snowball's chance in hell. I think I got it confused when they, when they said Oscar, they were talking about the song, but I was like, yeah, but there's, isn't there other movies that got, like, rock songs in them and yeah. stuff like that? Like, you know, I, at that point in my life, I always felt like, Rap never got its fair shake on anything. I mean, that was one of the reasons that I didn't go to the first Grammys that I was invited to. And there you go. Then the song goes down as one of his greatest ever. I know. Who knew, right? Uh, The In Memoriam segment last night had a lot of people pissed off. Uh, Luke Perry and Sid Haig were left out of the In Memoriam during the show. Oh, wow. Why? Uh, Well, because they put them on the online version. As opposed to the, yeah, I know, I know, it's tough. Uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, uh, number one at the box office, but came in way below expectations. Mm. They were talking anywhere from 45 million to 58 million, and it did 33.3 million. Yikes. So way below expectations. Still number one at Knock Bad Boys uh, for Life at a number two. I just thought it was a a huge mistake to not call this movie Harley Quinn. Yeah, I Um, agree. Birds of Prey is, you have to reset sell something else and I don't know I, I think that you the conversation about this movie was it was the story of the movie not the movie's story you know what I mean yeah. it was it was so much of the the cast and separating itself from um, you know sort of 
the macho aspects of superhero movies and separating itself from Suicide Squad and separating itself from everything else, that the conversations around Birds of Prey was not, oh my God, is Joker in it? It is not, who's the bad guy? It yeah. is not, where in the timeline does this fall? Like the conversations around the movie had nothing to do with the actual film. So that's and, and I my think that that, and I think that that was a problem. Question is, this Birds of Prey movie, this Harley Quinn movie, yeah. is it a part of the the DC cinematic universe? It is. It, it, it's after it's after Suicide Squad. But where does it fall into? Here's the confusing thing, though, right? Yes. They're redoing Suicide Squad. They are. Already. Well, DC's a mess, though, so yeah. I, I can't go farther than that. Like, I don't know where the new Suicide Squad is going to fit in, but Harley huh. Quinn, I believe, is going to be in the new Suicide Squad. But Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn? Margot Robbie is Harley oh Quinn, although they, although they recast everybody else. Yeah, that's weird. So it's weird, right? Like yeah. it's a, it's a very weird thing. But I, I and apparently, you know, you and McGregor in that movie was amazing. Like uh -huh. he's an incredible bad guy. Did you see anything leading up to this movie about you know, about who the big bad in in Birds of Prey was? I or did not what know they were even fighting that he was in the movie until you mentioned it on Friday. Right. Yeah, I had exactly, no idea. Exactly, right? And that's how you think you sell these movies. Yeah. You know, I think you got to sell it on the hero, which is Harley Quinn. We all love her, uh -huh. and you got to sell it on the big bad, and you got to sell the story because I think that that's what people that's what people want. So uh, number one, but uh, came in way way under expectations. Uh, where are we here? Uh, Bernie Sanders won the twenty twenty New Hampshire primary last night. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Bernie Sanders wins New. New Hampshire, um, narrowly edging out uh, Pete Buttigieg, scoring his second victory in the uh, Democratic uh, Party's what is absolute chaos so far. And it was it was a tight victory, and everybody's like, oh, here comes the burn, but you got to go back to 2016. Because in 2016, in New Hampshire, he beat Hillary Clinton by 22%. Oof. Yeah. Damn. So this is not like a uh, here comes and an the, anomaly. Yeah. It's happened before. Well, it, yeah, but it happened way more before. And look what happened to Bernie when it came right down to it. They made sure he didn't get the nomination. He felt the burn. Right? He felt the burn. He burned himself. Does uh, Pilot Pete on The Bachelor wind up with nobody at the end of this? Sorry. Not wind up with nobody, but at the end of all of this, does he choose a Bachelor producer as the one? So this was something that took off on Reddit where um, Peter's dad posted a, a photo from New Year's Eve and the producer, Julia LaPlaca, is in the picture out for dinner with the family mm. on New Year's Eve. And then there's a lot of other pictures of her uh, where she's wearing Seattle Seahawks uh, gear. And of course, we know that that's Pilot Pete's favorite team. And when uh, Robert Mills, the the ABC senior vice president was asked about this. He said, well, I hate to get in the way of a good rumor, so I'm not going to confirm or deny about Ooh. whether he winds up with a producer. So I'm not going to confirm or Which deny. Which Bachelor franchise did this happen now, with I, before? Was it the Russian I don't one? No, I don't know where it was, but I was told a story one time where this all went down on one of the foreign Bachelor I think it was in Russia. Franchises where it was a bachelorette. Yeah. And she fell in love with the, I believe, like the director or one of the senior producers on the show. And they like but, run it all, out. but it all played out on camera. Yeah. Is the way that I understood this. Uh, and so this, if this happens, according to my knowledge, this would not be the first time that somebody is hooked up with either a producer or director or some sort of senior member of the production staff within the franchise. But, uh, but that's what they're saying. They're saying that uh, one of the reasons why he's blowing 
all the sort of dates off and he's yeah. like his energy level is so super low unless you're going to make out with him. His energy level is so super low on the show and it's because he, he had fallen in love with uh, this Julia LaPlaca woman who's Ooh. a producer on the show. What a bachelorette. Bring him. <laughs> and now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Yo, Adil. Hey, Mocha. How's it going, man? Good, buddy. How are you today? Doing good. All right. Your question for the room for yeah. Ask Roz and Mocha is what? Okay, so it's a riddle okay. uh, for you guys. I especially want to see Demi Morgan have this one to go because I love when he tries these. Okay. So it, it goes like, uh, I have two coins that add up to 30 cents. Mm-hmm. One of them is not a nickel. What are the two coins? Ooh. Okay. Well, one's a 25 cent, right? Okay. And then the other one is the 5 cent. Maury, I have two coins that add up to 30 cents. One is not a nickel. What are the two coins? Oh, that's a nickel. I was confusing it with a dime. Right. Yeah. That would be 35 cents then. Correct. <laughs> okay, so one is if one is 25 cents... I have two coins. Mm-hmm. I have two coins that add up to thirty cents. Mm-hmm. I have two coins that add up to. 30 and you're just repeating the the riddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I have two coins. That <laughs> What's so funny? Because I keep saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah, we'll try it a different way. Well, it can't be two ten cent ones. Why not? That would be twenty cents. Correct. It can't be two five cent ones because then that's ten cents. Correct. Can't be two twenty five cent ones because that's fifty cents. Correct. There are no other coin. Well, there could two. No, there's no other coin. What about if you subtract a coin? It doesn't say that you could subtract. It says I have but, two coins that add up to thirty cents. Well, yo, yeah. why'd you turn the paper on the other side like something else was written there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it to you again, Maury. Okay, the, Maury. The problem is this: I have two coins that add up to thirty cents. One is not a nickel. What are the two coins? Oh my God! It's a trick question. Is well, it? It is a riddle. I have two coins that add up to thirty cents. One is not a nickel. One is not a nickel. What are the Two coins. Correct. One is not a nickel. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't say anything about subtracting, though. <laughs> so why not give? Why not give it a try? Try all the. Try everything that you can, man. Okay, so if you have two coins and one is not a nickel, right? So then you could do. You could do twenty-five cents and a dime. Mm-hmm. That gives you what? And a dime that gives you thirty-five cents. Correct. And one is not a nickel, so then somewhere in there is the magic. So that's the answer. <laughs> magic. So, so the answer is magic. <laughs> like, I'm going to go with that, so that you say, "Oh my God, you're right," and then hopefully you don't say, "Explain your answer." Okay. okay explain your answer. Explain your answer. <laughs> what? Explain your answer. Well, twenty-five cents uh-huh. and ten cents is thirty-five cents. One is not a nickel. Yeah. Right, so if you minus the nickel, right, uh-huh. but then you're back down to thirty. Okay, and then there's your answer, right? Because one is not a nickel, uh-huh. right? So I'm subtracting the nickel that is not there, but now it is there. No, but I'm taking away from the not. <laughs> <laughs> untying the knot. <laughs> Am I sort of on the right track? No, no. Oh. no. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to try again? Do you want to try one more time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stick with the fact that we have to use a 25 center. Okay? A 25 center? 
Jesus, man. <laughs> That's the most Canadian thing I've ever heard somebody say. <laughs> One is not a nickel. Right. Wait, hold on. It could be a nickel. Yeah. But you're just saying because one is not a nickel. Like a penny is not a nickel. You're just pointing out the fact. Right. Right? So Yes. There you go. So I'm going to use a nickel anyway. Okay. Uh, because, what about those pennies? Because, no, no. One is not a nickel. Right. Which they're just telling you it's not a nickel. They're not saying you can't use it. They're just saying it's not a nickel. So 25 cents and 5 cents is 30 cents. There's my answer. But one is not a nickel. You're right. It's not. Which what, one? Which one? The one. Like one is not a nickel. Right. But one well, is not one? a nickel. But which one is not a nickel? The nickel is not a nickel. No, the 25 no. cent is not a nickel. <laughs> 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 I can use a nickel because one of them is not a nickel. Right. I'm a genius. Wow. Yeah, this after magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Adele. Uh, All right, take care. Later. All right. Man, um, that was good. I love uh, riddles. I've been looking at other riddles. You you keep asking questions, and I'm going to try and find another riddle. Oh, yes, please do. Um, let's see here. Carolina asks, what is one of your favorite memories working together all of these years? That one that just happened right now when Roy <laughs> said that you needed magic to solve a riddle. <laughs> do, you have a word? do you have a memory, a favorite memory over the past 10 years that the show has been? Together? I'll be honest. A lot Actually, of, you have, you're what eight years now, right? Because you joined. It's, we're a couple months away from nine. Couple oh, months, like we're supposed me. to remember. Oh, I have it marked down at home in a calendar with like little heart emojis all around it. Wow. Um, my favorite memories are things that don't necessarily happen on the air. Uh -oh. Like I like a lot of the stuff that the the laughing and stuff that happens when a song's playing or. You know, some moments like when Roz and I are in the car together, if we have a, a, a guffaw or a God. giggle, if we have like a little giggle on the way to work. God. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Like, can I? My I answer is this moment right here, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Like, Go on, your morning I giggles? I don't remember exactly how it went this morning, but we had a giggle, a bit of a giggle on the drive towards this can, can you remember any time can when I, you guys are driving no, to work where you have a giggle? Was, yeah. Well, one of my favorite giggles was when I was talking about um, there was a, a gas station that was opening up a, a store, and I'm like, you know, they just, you remember the story, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there was it sounds a hilarious so far. There was, no, a store, was, oh, there was a store opening uh -huh. at a gas station in a sketch neighborhood. And as we were driving up, Maury looked at it and went, wow, that doesn't look very welcoming. And then the sign right over the door <laughs> in giant letters said, welcome. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what was uh, this morning's? It, it was I one of my know. favorites. Well, I, I, a couple weeks ago, I saw Maury drive in reverse for the first time. Uh, yeah? That was interesting. <laughs> Does was he do really the move where he puts his right arm <laughs> behind the passenger nope. seat and nope. looks back? Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. How did he reverse? Puts the car in reverse, hits the gas, and just goes for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously? Okay, but we're going in a straight line about 40 feet, right? <laughs> okay. You know when you watch a movie, right? You know when you watch a movie and a uh -huh. character is, like, driving a car 
and the car's being towed, uh-huh. and they feel that they have to overcompensate with their hands on the wheel. Sure. So they do like all these like little jerky motions, right? And you're like, man, if you were actually driving that car, that car, people think you were drunk, right? Where it's just like back and forth, back and forth, yeah. ten and two, ten and two, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. When Maury drives in reverse, he puts the car in reverse, okay? Yeah. Looks in his side mirror. Oh my god! Okay. Hits the gas and just does that <laughs> with his with his hands. So we're going all over the road, right? And I was like, more have you ever driven in reverse before? And he goes, not this far. <laughs> Wait, why did you 30 need, feet. Why 30 did you feet. need to drive that far in reverse? Oh, I don't remember. I think the, the street was blocked, so we had to go backwards to get onto another street. Yeah, yeah. 30 feet is what oh he drove. And it was and it was God. terrifying. It was like being, you know when you're with somebody <laughs> who's trying something quite dangerous that they've never tried before? Yeah. That's what it was like. <laughs> Like, it was so weird being in a car. I've never been in a car that was, like, doing that as it was going in reverse, right? Yeah, <laughs> then, it was very and then, wild. And then what? Just the rest of the day, the rest of the drive into work was all giggles. Yeah, it, was just all, it, was all, it was all giggles. And Maury also, uh, when I get in the car every morning, he, he likes some sort of physical contact. And I, and I tell him, I'm not going to high five him. I'm not going to fist bump him. So Maury has now just, what he has it to, is he, I get in the car and he sticks out his baby finger, okay. right? And yeah. wants me to touch baby fingers. Fingers. That's on Monday. Finger uh-huh. and then And then Tuesday, same thing, finger tippies, baby finger. But as the week goes on, his hand gets closer and closer to his lap. So by Friday, by Friday, I get in and his hand is resting on his crotch. And all he does, and all he does is lift up his baby finger and wants me to go in That's and make so that contact. Weird. That's so weird. And you right? have a tiny ass baby finger too. Right? Yeah. And I'm, by Friday, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm See? not, I'm not doing that. Morning giggles. Uh, and then there's that other time where in about, oh, geez, I don't know, 10 minutes in the car, um, I convinced uh, Maury that uh, one of his lifelong friends was gay, that he had no idea was gay. Uh-huh. There was that story. Oh, yeah. Right? Because what happened? Because well, he kept telling calling? me stories about this friend of his that he used to have. And I'm like, Moore, this guy is like, he's gay, right? Yeah. And Maury's like, no, 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 he's not gay at all. And then Maury just keeps telling me stories. And where Maury thinks that the guy's just being a good friend, yeah. right? I'm like, no, Maury, the guy's totally gay, right? And then so much so that Maury says, at his funeral, people kept coming up to me going, man, I didn't know you knew him that well. <laughs> right? and, I'm like, and I'm like, that's because you were his gay friend <laughs> that he didn't tell the rest of the family about. <laughs> like it all just sort of starts to make sense, right? It's like, it's like you're watching the end of Usual Suspects. Yes, like it all just sort of started to start fair, you know? Right? Uh, Val asks, how do you think? Do you hear a voice or your voice in your head talking to you? Also, how do you read? I hear my voice reading slash talking to me as I read. I have an inner monologue going on all day. Oh, yeah. I would say everybody has that, right? It's kind of like when you're watching a movie or something and you, for example, like, you know, if you're watching Seinfeld and Elaine's on the subway and you hear Elaine's voice as though she's thinking, Mm -hmm. that's how our life is, right? We have that constant monologue, like, and then Maury picked up a piece of cake. No, we don't. (laughs) No, we don't. No, we would just say out loud that you picked up a piece of cake. No, I hear my voice often going, I think I want a piece of cake. You know, you should really have a piece of cake. Something, I would read it and like, my own, like, hear it in my own voice. No, but not just reading, though, but, like, if you're, you know, thinking something, if you're walking to the car, do you not 
hear yeah, yourself like, I guess, thinking. Like if I'm hungry, I'd be like, oh man, like in my mind, I'd be like, oh man, I can go for a burger right now. That's what she's talking about. So you have an inner voice. I think, no, but what I'm saying is I believe everybody has that. Ex- yeah, a thousand percent. But it's your own voice, not a third party's voice. Correct. No, no, not Correct. like a character like, ooh, do you want cake? <laughs> Sorry, what character is that? Yeah, you know what's so funny, more is that is exactly how I think the inside of your head sounds. <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, time to open up Grinder right now. <laughs> all right, Asigenon asks. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is specifically for you, Ross. Okay. I know you don't drink milk, and I agree <laughs> that no one over two years old should be uh, should be. <laughs> But wondering if you use milk or cream in your coffee or even in shakes or for cooking. Um, I, geez. Okay. So I do, I do sometimes put a little bit of milk in my coffee, mostly for the morning coffee. Uh, no, and then after that, I drink it, I drink it black. Uh, do I use milk when I cook? Um, yeah. As an ingredient, I will mm. sometimes. Like heavy I, cream is milk. Yeah, but I don't really use a lot of milk when I cook. And then, like, if I'm doing mashed potatoes and I need milk because Catherine mm. doesn't drink milk, I'll just use like almond milk or whatever it is, and it's fine. But sometimes it's not my milk favorite. Doesn't taste the same as milk. Yeah, when you're but doing it that. depends on how much salt and pepper you can jam in there as well, right? Sure. Uh, but yeah, like, so I'll do that. So I, I really don't drink that much milk anymore. Um, at all, like at all. My kid doesn't. My kid has never drank milk. Never. Really? Never. Huh. So you don't have a big glass of milk with your spaghetti? My No, my kid, I don't think Rox has ever had a glass of milk. Really? To be honest with you. Like, do you have to nowadays? Because they used to say you have to have milk as no. a kid for your bones. No. Uh, it depends on who your pediatrician is, but but generally, no. But they got you all can, sorts of different milk out there now, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, we just started um, with our son, Cruz, who's almost three, uh, drinking cashew milk because yeah. he wasn't um, taking to, to regular milk yeah. like he's been like really constipated yeah. so we're trying to isolate what some of the things in his diet might be contributing to that right. so we switch him over to, to cashew milk yeah. he freaking loves it you gotta, dude you gotta check on those because I know Catherine was drinking she went through all of them she did uh, almond milk cashew milk whatever and then she was on a coconut milk and then she was on oat milk mm-hmm. recently and she liked oat milk the best but oat milk is a ton of carbs yeah right yeah. a ton it also tastes weird. Yeah, so so she's gone back now to, I think, almond milk. Yeah, uh, my wife which loves is, almond milk. Yeah. We only drink almond milk in our house, and then the problem is then when I switch to milk, if I'm going to have an ice cream or a milkshake as a secret snack, yeah. it really messes with my stomach. What do you mean a stomach. secret snack? You know, like on the way home, if you want to have like a little car sip. <laughs> there has to be easier way to say the things that you're trying to say. <laughs> a car, a car sip? sip. What is that? Like on the way home, if you want to have a little treat before you get home, because you can't have milk at home, so you have to have milk on your gotcha. own. Okay, I got. And then it, and it just it just messes with my stomach. Yeah, and I also think it's weird for a mammal to drink the milk of another mammal. I don't know. There's something weird about it to me. Like I don't. It just doesn't seem right. Seems weird. That's that's food for their babies. You know what I mean? It's not food for us. Yeah, it's but on, if they're it's not using it. Yeah, I know, I know. It's still weird to me. Drinking milk as an adult. It's so weird. Yeah, but if we stop as a people drinking milk, there are uh. all these cows that have all this milk. What are we supposed to do with all of this milk? That's <laughs> <laughs> not my problem, man. Okay? It's not you want my... just a little sip for the drive yeah. home? <laughs> a little car sip? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tanya has another question for you specifically, Ross. Yeah. Would you rather go to jail for a year Ooh. 
or not be able to wear leather pants for a year. Leather pants? I don't wear leather pants. Easy. <laughs> Easy. I, I shouldn't say that. I own two pairs of leather pants. Did I, you say you've never washed them? No, I've never washed them. Uh, but I don't really wear them that often. But 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 I have like my, the jeans that I normally wear on a day, people will often mistake as leather just because they're just like black wax coated mm. sort of diesel jeans. Uh, so people will often confuse those for leather pants, but they're not actually leather pants. Didn't you have a pair of pants that caused like mold on the wall or something? Uh, probably. Threw yeah. it up against the wall and then it was like stayed there for a while. That was like early, early hold in the here. days of us working together. Oh, geez. Hold I'm on I'm pretty sure you here. told that story. That I, I stuck a pair of pants to the wall? No, no, no. Oh. Like there were a set of pants, leather, yeah. I think, or yeah. wax or something yeah. that was on the floor against the wall. Right. For like a long period of time. Oh, yeah. And they got, and mo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Got I, mold- still- I don't know if it was the wall that got molded yeah. or your pants no, that got the, molded. No, the, the pants did because it was so humid at that time and we had a we had a water leak. Uh, but then, yeah, I just cleaned the mold right off them. He's still warm? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Leather pants, man. Once you get a good pair of leather pants, you know what <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about, right? Yeah, but I don't right? think that you should be wearing them with mold on them. Well, I took no, the mold clean off. Them. I cleaned them. Ew, I just nasty. scrub it, scrub it, scrub it. Uh, yeah. And then Tanya asks, would you, for me, uh, if I would rather go to jail for a year or not be able to eat meat for a year? I think I can go a full year without eating yes, meat. Yes, of course. You would not go to jail for a year. Jail scares like, the there hell are, out of like, me. Think about that for a second, right? Like the idea of, you know, not it's two punishments, right? So basically you're just saying, like, would you would you think life would be easier for a year without eating meat, or life would be easier and more fulfilling being in prison for a year? Yeah. Right? Like, there is no. no. I could go without eating meat. Like, you could tell me, would I go to prison for a year or live with Catherine for with would live without Catherine for a year? I would a hundred percent shoot because I would still be living without Catherine, right? right? Yeah. If you told me that, you know, would I take X amount of money? Like, what's what's the amount of money, Maury? That if you did, uh, you could do a year in jail that would be deposited into your bank account on the day that you got out. Like, realistically, if somebody a million dollars, a million dollars, so you would go to jail for one year, yeah, uh, with the idea of having a million dollars when you came out on the other side. Wow. Also, they they'll give you they'll give you meat in jail as your meal. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Million dollars, though, huh? Huh. Really? Well, yeah, not a penny less. No, I would not do it for a million. Me neither. More? No, no more. Absolutely. It would, it would take me much more. Yeah, millions I, and millions of dollars. Yeah. No, but you said it's the least amount. Right? What is the least amount? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. least would be a million. Yeah, yeah. I'll take more. My well, nobody's going to offer you more now. True. Now that we know you're going <laughs> to, <laughs> you're holding your big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kelly asks, "What is one piece of technology other than your phone you couldn't live without?" One piece of tech other than my does your computer count as like your phone or no? No computer, but I mean. <sighs> I assume she also means computer. I could live because I could live without my phone as long as I got like a laptop or iPad, right? Yeah. So let's let's say phone or computer. Because I mean, let's be creative and let's say uh, not using phone or computer. So you don't have the ability to Google something or Mm -hmm. use use an app, right? I was going to say my ear trimmer, but I would I wouldn't consider that to be a piece of technology. Other than your phone that you could Other live than without. your phone. Well, I wouldn't live without the television. Yeah, same. No, for a year. I couldn't do it. I would go crazy. Um, other piece of technology. The fridge? Man, the fridge. I guess I could live if I had to what for a I year. Oh, for a year. Oh, I couldn't live without an elevator. Can you imagine going up and down the stairs for a year? You live on the third floor. 
We also, in this building, work on the second floor. Like, come on, man. What other stairs do you have to climb in life? No, those are the only ones. Oh. So the most you're going to have to climb in a day is five floors. (laughs) And that's not even at the same time. No. Right. Completely different times of the day. And this is a guy that goes to the gym like three times a week. I know. Oh, which, by the way, that's ending now. Why? Because at boot camp, my trainer... Uh, is no longer there. Okay. Uh-huh. And at Spin, yeah. my trainer there just resigned. Oh, wow. So now I'm I'm good. I Why have, are all these people resigning from I don't, their gyms? I'm not taking it personally, but Wait, I don't know. so because they're not there, you're not going to go anymore? I don't like any of the other instructors. So I'd say you're just going to let yourself go. So like, <laughs> like, that's super weird, man. Like, aren't you doing, like you're doing it for yourself, right? Or are you just doing it to go because they were hot? No, I'll do, I was doing it for myself, but I've tried other instructors and I'm like, this just doesn't feel the same. It's not the same vibe. You know, they're not, you know, yelling at you the same. Right. Like, how know, do you like to be yelled at? You know, with a little bit of sass. Right. Like how? You know, like if they're yelling, add a little bit of comedy into it, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, give us an somebody, example. Like the last time that uh, that one of these trainers yelled at you. In the way that you like. Just something like, Maury, do more crunches. You know, Grandma didn't give you those abs. You have to work for them. You know, it's a little bit of sad. <laughs> Nobody ever said that. So what about weird. that? What about that time that you got praise in the gym when you were doing something right? Tell us oh, that look story. At, oh, when he was like, "Everybody, look at Maury. He's doing yeah, it right." Yeah. And I was lying on the back, on my back, staring at the ceiling, yeah. going, "Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god! Keep doing it. This two, will never happen again." Two people wrote me about that incident. <gasps> yeah. Are one, you one person said it never happened. That's not true. Oh! And, 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 the, and, the, and the other person said that um, the reason uh, that Maury was singled out and they did say that uh, you were doing it right, but it was all in jest. <laughs> oh, so hold worse. on. The second text, though, does disqualify the first because she said it did happen, right, which yeah. means one I'm person, telling the one truth. One person wrote me said it never happened. Which is, which is uh, obviously okay. not and true. Then, and then somebody else wrote me to say that it was basically a goof. Oh, no. <laughs> when they said, look at Maury. Like an eye roll. Like, yeah. hey, look at Maury. Yeah. Don't yeah. it, was just, it was just a way to single Maury out because I get the sense that people who are in that class know that Maury likes to be singled out. Right. Well, anyway, I'm not going anymore. Right. So. <laughs> That's why I didn't tell you this before. That's why I didn't tell you this before. Oh, man. Mark asks, have you ever fallen asleep at work? No. Oh, man, who hasn't? Like this job? I don't think I've ever fallen asleep here. Not no, here. I've slept at work, but I've never fallen asleep during the show. Yeah. I've had moments Maury where I wanted to. Oh, my God. Maury is... Slept during the show like so many times. Well, the, I've also just napped here like if I needed to. Like right, in the, on the floor. in the old studio, we used to see Maury in his room all the time because <laughs> oh he didn't God. think that anybody could see him and he'd be sleeping, sound asleep. Yeah, yeah. like a baby. You remember when Maury would come in some days and he would be in a bad mood oh. and he would just go in and lock himself in his room, but his room had like a big pane of glass where we could see. And we would see, we would see Maury like this, like with like slouched in his chair with his head back. <laughs> yeah, just napping. Right, napping. Like full on sleeping yeah. during the show. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. You don't? No. Oh my God, it was the funniest thing. <laughs> There'd be like chaos happening in the studio and you would be sound asleep. <laughs> uh, okay, here. <laughs> oh my God. We'll end on this one, okay? Yeah, yeah. This is a great question from Britt. What would the world be like if it was filled with only a bunch of female and male versions of you? Hot. <laughs> P.S. I'm especially excited to hear you guys discuss a world full of Maury's. Okay, I have a question though. Okay. I, I, have a, I have a question. Okay. Okay. So in 
this world. Yes. Right? Let's let's use the three of us for a second. Okay. Okay. Let's say suddenly that the world is populated by male and female versions of me, Roz, you, Mocha, and you, Mori. Yes. Now, are we saying that all humans look like us, but just some happen to have <laughs> male genitalia and some happen to have female genitalia? Oh, okay. Okay. As in like, you wouldn't know. Wait. Like full beard, but... Something else <laughs> yeah, downstairs? like it would just be us, okay? But they could reproduce and everything else. Like you could, we could repopulate, yeah. but they would all be us. So everybody oh would look like us. <laughs> that would be so okay. So, so you would so have to almost date you. No, here's my question: yeah. Is would you, <laughs> okay? Would <laughs> Yo, you go? Ridiculous. Would okay. you go for female you? Like, would you look for female Mocha, or would you look for like female Ross? Oh my god. <laughs> Um. Uh, well, we already know Maury's answer would be he would just look for male Roz. Right. No, but Maury would be male. Now I know. Yeah. But oh, still. hold on. We got gay people in our world too? <laughs> oh, my, that complicates everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to find gay Roz. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. But no, no. No Roz. None of the Roz's are gay. How do you know? Because I'm not gay. So all the mo- all this, okay, this would complicate female. things. Hold on here now. This would complicate things because then oh. all the Maury's would be gay and all all the girl Maury's would also be gay. So that just takes out a third of the female population oh. on our planet right there, Mocha. <laughs> okay. So now your choice is only do you go for girl Mocha or do you go for girl Roz? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yo, this is just on the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is tough. This is a tough question. This re- this is very revealing. <sighs> Bro, I can't even look at you right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I wonder. So my choices are female Roz or female Mocha. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez, man. Because you want to almost say yourself because you would just, it, it would save you just so much time. I know, but how weird would that be? <laughs> Weirder than doing a girl version of me? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, because I don't know if I could be with myself. Yes, I you can. Know. I don't know. Not like that. Could so you be on. with the- if, if male Mocha yeah. went with female Roz, would then he then hang out with male Roz and tell him about being with female no, Roz? you have to understand. There's like, there's h- hundreds of thousands of us. We're, a, we're like population. But even if you tell one male Roz, hey, I was just with female Roz. Like Maury, like one of your Maury's could be the bus driver taking a bunch of other Maury's to work that day. <laughs> <laughs> that that don't know each other. So, okay, so... <laughs> hey, you look familiar. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> have we met before? <laughs> Yeah. So some of the Maury's could be with some of the Roz's. Yes. Sure. Yeah, but okay. your but your Maury's are gay though. Right, but then none of your Roz's are gay. Well, because I'm not gay. It's just it's a duplicate of yourself. Right. And none of my girls are gay. So that would mean in order to find somebody gay, Maury, you would basically just have to find yourself. Yeah. You would just You would only be able to be with yourself. Yeah. Just yeah. like any other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, what do we say you here? Are you, you going to go for well, female Mocha? Hold on, no, Mocha answers first. Yeah. I mean, I guess, because I couldn't be with myself, <laughs> I guess I'd have to go with female Ross. Okay, do you, so you find it weirder to be with female version of you than it would be to be with a female version weirder? of me, right? Yeah, I, I would say you so. You couldn't do that? I no, couldn't, no. No, really, huh? Because then you're looking at your, like, 
You've never kissed him. You've never kissed a mirror. Yeah. No, this is way more than that. More. Yeah. This, this is, is. We're talking like, life. We're bro. talking like full intimacy. Like, yeah, and having children. Right, oh. like, <laughs> like you, like, yo, Brent, why you gotta ask a question like and, that? And the kids would come out, and they wouldn't be a hybrid. The kids would come out being either smaller versions of you or smaller versions of me. That oh would then, that would then grow God. up to be me and you. So, which would mean, wait, so which would, would mean that if you, okay, hold on here, <laughs> okay, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, okay. Bro, this is so weird. So here's okay. the thing, okay, okay, okay. okay. so. So let's say that you hooked up with female version of Roz, full yeah. reproductive, full genitalia, everything else. Okay. okay, just a lady. Okay, so let's say you hooked up with female version of Roz. You got female version of Roz pregnant. Okay. okay? Female version of Roz had one kid. Uh, okay. That was a boy. That boy grew up to look exactly like me. So your lover and your son <laughs> would be identical. No, you're missing one key point. Which is what? Would the baby be brown Roz? No, I just said it's exactly me or exactly Mocha. There is no hybrid. The, when the babies come out, they come out either mini Mocha or mini Roz. There's no, no mix. There's no mixing. Okay. <laughs> and so your son and your lover would look <laughs> identical. And yeah. probably like swap clothes and stuff too. That's <laughs> a lot of tight pants. <laughs> right? Oh. I, I, I want to ask the gross part, but when they grow, are you going to confuse who's who? What do you mean? Huh? Like if you have a, the baby that looks exactly like the mocha. Oh, no, because also, they're both going to age like both differently, age man. differently. Yeah. Oh, so we're not taking age, aging out of the equation. No. Well, that's what just do you ridiculous. Think, what, do you think this, what do you think? I'm going to squeeze out something 6'4"? <laughs> <laughs> Look at these hips, Maury. That's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's super weird. I can't so, look at yeah. either of y'all. So, okay. So what was the question? It was, uh, what would the world be like if it was filled with only a bunch of female and male versions oh, of Hell you? on Earth is, I think, the answer. <laughs> I have another question. Hell on Earth. The worst world possible. <laughs> another question. What? If you cut your hair, do all the Roz as no, a man? No, no. They're all individuals. They're so one all... Roz can have shorter hair, one yes. Roz can have longer hair. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, oh, so all... it's like if you cut yourself, not all the Roz's bleed. No, what? it's no, not. No, man. No, no, no. Are you it's not understanding all, the question? It's all individuals. So Maury would just be with himself. Yeah. God, that would be a weird Don't hotel, worry about huh? us over here. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> it's so weird. And, you're, and you would all treat each other probably the same too, <laughs> which means you would all be miserable. That would be the most miserable part of town <laughs> where all the Maury's <laughs> lived. <laughs> Every week on Instagram, at Kiss925, that's where you ask your question. Ask Razamoka. You'll see the picture posted, and uh, we'll get one of you to ask your question to us on the phone. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss92.5 app.